This is Wednesday night Bible study class with Reverend Mag Perry, October the 28th, 2020. The title of tonight's message is Jesus Wept. Now here's Reverend Mag Perry. Wednesday night Bible study. So glad you can be a part of our Bible study and thank you for being a part of our study. And let's pray tonight together that God will bless us and open up our hearts to listen to his word tonight. We will be continuing in John tonight. Uh, uh, chapter 11, verses 28 through 35. 35, um, the verse is just Jesus wept. And that's what I've titled the message tonight. We're going to talk about that tonight. So uh, um, be praying for that. And also, uh, before I get into our prayer tonight, let's, we got a lot of things this weekend, that uh, uh, activities that I want to uh, just remind us of, especially for the youth, all the youth. Uh, parents, uh, we appreciate you having your kids here, uh, um, all ages, Friday night at 6 o'clock. Um, we're going to have a pumpkin carving and uh, bring your own pumpkin. We also will be serving you p- uh, pizza. And we do want all the parents to know that the uh, pumpkin carving will have a Christian theme. Uh, whatever has to do, uh, they can... Uh, uh, there will be some adults here to help them, like a cross or whatever. And we will take these pumpkins and line our Hallelujah drive through Saturday night. And our Hallelujah drive through is Saturday night, starting around 6 o'clock. And uh, we will be having goodie bags. And as the cars drive through, uh, we will be handing them a bag of goodies and some information about our church and different things. So uh, be much in prayer for those. And then one more thing. Uh, uh, be with us Sunday morning for our morning worship service. Uh, if all possible, we understand. Uh, if you're not, but uh, please be with us. It's nothing like being in the house of the Lord and fellowshipping and worship together. And the last couple of Sundays, God has been with us and has blessed us. And I know that if you've been watching, you've been feeling the presence of God also. So uh, at 4 o'clock on Sunday, 4 o'clock... Um, the youth will start its uh, Christmas play practice, and we invite all youth, if you would like to be a part of our Christmas uh, uh, celebration this year, please be here Sunday at 4 o'clock. And we'll announce that again Sunday morning. So looking at now going to prayer, we've got a lot to pray about, you know, a lot of things uh, with our country and COVID-19 and children going back to school. We need God to bless all of these things, and we need God's hand, and we especially want God's will in everything. And it takes us as Christians playing, because I believe God uh, hears us when we sincerely ask Him and praise Him and thank Him for what we know He wants to do. He wants to bless us. So be much in prayer for all the the things uh, that of the um, uh, around us. Um, you know, one, one of the things that's on my heart this week, and I hear very little on the news because I don't watch it much, but when I do see certain things, it sticks in my heart. You know, I think about, uh, and I'm not uh, trying to criticize or be uh, um, uh, critical about any organization or anything going on in America because everybody has a right to do as they please. But, you know, we, we hear about these uh, lives that matter. We, we hear about these organizations supporting different things out there. But how many organizations do you know out there that support the murder of over 2,000 
babies through abortion each day in America. 2,000 babies are murdered, and it doesn't seem nobody is doing anything about it. Hallelujah. We need to be praying about that. We need to ask God to change the laws. And from what I understand, they're legal abortions. Folks, we need to change that. That's wrong. God says that He knew them before we even they were, they were conceived. And I believe that God is not happy with the United States and the world for having abortion. Pray, pray for that. That's another thing on my heart. And pray with me. And looking at some of the things closer to home also, we got many, many people. And I know I'm going to forget someone. Please forgive me if I do. I've tried to uh, write them all down, but uh, there's a lot of people need a prayer list. I heard uh, Keith Mazingo is going back in and having surgery. So let's ask God for a healing on that foot. And Florence and Robert Pittman, let's continue to pray that for a healing that God will bless them. And Pam Lewis, uh, she's going through her cancer treatment and she's having some other things going on now. Let's ask God and pray God for a healing. And also Laura Fight. She is going through her liver disease. Let's remember her. Uh, she needs our prayer. And also Paul and also Jean Mitchell. Jean, I understand. Miss Jean has had to go on a respirator, I believe I understand. But let's pray for them that God will heal them. And let's continue to, to remember Hazel Turley. And as I said, there's probably many others that I haven't mentioned, but I know there's a lot out there that's getting better. God has blessed them, and it was through your prayers, and we thank you for that. So let's continue to pray tonight. Let's take a special moment and pray together. Unite together in the things that I've just mentioned and other things that's in your home and in your life and in your children and in your family and friends that you know about. Let's spend a few moments together praying that God will heal. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you for your love for us, Lord. We thank you for every day that you give us, dear Father, to be here, Lord, to stand boldly, to stand uprightly, dear Father, and stand for your word, dear Jesus. Lord, we give you, a, we praise you for it, Lord. Help us to have that courage, that strength to do what you need us to do, Lord. Lord, many people are on our mind, dear Father. Lord, we pray for Brother Keith Mazingo. Lord, we pray for Florence and Robert, Lord. We pray for healing, Lord. Guide the doctors and the surgeons, Lord. We ask you to touch Pam Lewis, Lord, and Laura Fight, Paul and Jean, dear Father. All these people are loving people. They're your children, Lord. Bless them, dear Father. And Sister Hazel, Lord, heal their bodies, Lord. Lord, heal this country, dear Lord. Heal this country, Lord, in the way that we are thinking, Lord, and we're, we're not united, we're separated, dear Father, because of the devil, because of sin, Lord. The sin is getting into the hearts and minds, dear Father. Lord, we need you to heal our hearts and minds, dear Father. Lord, be with us and touch us, dear Lord. Lord, be with this church your church, the Pine Level Church, and all your churches. Lord, each day 
that we go forth and tarry and do your work and your will, Lord. Lord, bless the finances of the church, Lord. Bless the spiritual growth, dear Father, that we spiritually be drawn closer every time we gather together in your name, dear Father. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Pine Level Church. Lord, and I thank you for the opportunity to stand before you tonight and bless you with your word, Lord, and to bless others, Lord. I pray your word goes out and blesses someone, dear Father, touches someone, dear Father, heals someone, dear Father. Lord, that we hear the testimonies in the next few days, Lord, of your great and wonderful miracles, Lord. I believe in your word, Lord. I believe in your glory, dear Jesus, and I believe you are the healer, the resurrected one, the life, dear Father, that giveth us to each day, dear Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Touch us, dear Father. We need you, Lord. Touch us, Father. Lord, I praise you tonight with all these requests, Lord. But most of all, I still praise you and honor you and thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for saving me and filling me full of your sweet Holy Spirit, Lord. I don't know how I can go each day without your guidance, your peace and joy that you do give me. Lord, thank you for the burdens that you put on my heart, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to bless you and praise you with all that is on our hearts and minds, Lord. Lord, be with us, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And be with your word tonight as we teach your word through your word, dear Father, your holy book. In thy holy name we pray, Lord. And everything, hallelujah, everything that is good and everything that is accomplished in your world, dear Father, I know it's through your love for us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your wonderful name, dear Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you read with me as I read in John 11? I think I will back up one verse because it really is important to tonight's message, blessing. Um, I said 28, but we'll go back to 27. She, being Martha, said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Hallelujah. And then starting in 28, And when she had so said, she went her way. Basically, Martha departed and went back to see Mary as we're fixing to find out and called Mary her sister and noticed the word secretly saying. In other words, she pulled her off through another room or to the side and talked to her. And she said what John said, the master is come and call it for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Notice the word that she arose quickly and came unto him. There's a message, our folks. And now Jesus was not yet coming to the town. Hadn't quite made it into Bethany yet, but was at the same place, as it says, where Martha had met him. So very close, not far away. And in verse 31, the Jews then which were with her in her house and comforted her, when they saw Mary that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. 
They did not know where she was going and why she got up quickly. They were making an assumption there, as John is telling us, that, that they kind of felt like she was going to the grave and weep because they knew Mary was, very, uh, was grieving. She was very sad. She was very unhappy at that time. But then look at 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him and fell down at his feet, saying unto the Lord, If thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Notice that's the exact same thing that Martha said when she met Jesus. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. And in verse 33, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And 34, And said, Where have ye laid him? Notice what Jesus said immediately. Immediately. And he said, Where have they ye laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then our last verse for tonight, Jesus wept. Lord, bless your name. Thank you, dear Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Jesus. Let's review a little bit that helps us lead into what I believe tonight, what Martha said. You know, John wasn't there with Martha and Mary when he was writing the Scriptures. But in my spirit, we and in your spirit, we all know human nature tells us that I believe Mary had a lot to say, more than just say Jesus wants to, you to go see him. Because listen what happened to Martha. And I believe this happened to Martha. The Word tells us, as I mentioned last week, let's review what Martha now has. I believe Martha has a new level of faith. Hallelujah. I believe she's energized. And she's believing that her brother is going to come back. I believe that tonight. So let's read what... Let's, I'll try to do a quick review so I can get into the message tonight. Hallelujah. Martha went to meet Jesus. And notice the first time in verse 20, Martha stayed back. She stayed home, even though she knew Jesus was coming. Martha's faith was clear here. She still believed in Jesus. She loved Jesus. And as she said, I believe that you could have healed him if you'd have been here. This comment reveals to us that she loved Jesus and knew who Jesus really was. And I believe that as soon as she got close to Jesus and met him face to face, as I mentioned last week, her, fruit, her, uh, her faith grew to another level. Hallelujah. Listen to what was said in these verses in verse 22. Martha's faith was revealed in her comment. Because what she said was, But I know, listen, But I know that even now, that whatsoever you will ask, God will give it. She believed. She'd, I believe she had been praying. She'd been seeking God. She'd been, yes, she'd been in pain and in a grief. God revealed that something wonderful was going to happen. And her faith strengthened through that. And that, I think that is true when we meet Jesus face to face. Spiritually, I'm talking about tonight. That when we accept Him and we believe in what He can do, He will bless us. It's never too late for Jesus. She said it. It's not too late. This statement suggests to me that before she even arrived, as I said, she had been praying and seeking God. And through her pain and suffering, she knew something wonderful was going to happen. Hallelujah. Think about this. Think about this. If Lazarus had not got sick, 
and had died, I mentioned last week, what kind of level of faith would she, they uh, still had? She wouldn't have been able to comprehend or understand what Jesus was about to do in bringing Lazarus back. God has a purpose in silence. He has a purpose in our pain and suffering. And it's because He loves us and He has a plan for us. Hallelujah. He does have the answers if we will seek Him. Jesus told Martha in verse 23 last week, Your brother will rise again. Jesus is the ultimate solution. As I talked about last week, there is no greater solution. Verse 24 last week, Martha said, I know that he shall rise again. And I did mention a little bit, she was talking about the resurrection. I took a few minutes and talked about she was meaning the eternal life and how that it is available to all of us and how John 15 different times mentioned that in his words that John also was trying to let us know there is an eternal reward. And in Romans 8 and 18, I brought up the great apostle Paul said to us, the sufferings of the present time are not even worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed when we are in heaven. Hallelujah. Martha now is displaying her true faith in Jesus. She truly loved him, and she truly believed he could do anything. And in verse 23, she confirmed uh, her understanding. Jesus is saying to her, I am the resurrection, in verses 25 and 26. And he ends with a question. He said, do you believe? And he's back. that question is for us today. That's the same question Jesus is asking us today. Do you believe? And Jesus was saying, I am the life. I am the future and the present. I am the giver of life. And Jesus is teaching us that he has the authority over death in his wording in scriptures. Jesus restores life. He is the giver of life. He is the great I am. As I think about what Jesus was saying in these few verses, I did point out last week, and I think it's so important for us today. He's clearly talking about faith and not feelings. We get caught up so many times in our feelings. Jesus did not say to Martha in his wordings, do you feel better now? Do you, have you found some more comfort in what I was saying? Jesus didn't say that. He said, do you believe? Do you believe? And according to what he was asking, he was not asking about, do you feel okay now? He's asking, do you have the faith? Hallelujah, hallelujah, the faith. Jesus knew having the faith in him was like an anchor in a rock, and that's what we needed. Also, I like the four-letter word this, T-H-I-S. If you notice, that verse ended in this. Also in the word this. He said also note, I, I'm saying also notice last week the word this. Do you believe this is the way Jesus and what he was talking about? He's the resurrection and the life. And in verse 27, Martha said at that time to the Lord, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe that thou art the Son of Christ. And folks, that's what we have to do also. Look, and you know what? To looking at tonight's Bible study, uh, I, I believe that Mary quickly and was excitingly going back. I'm sorry, Martha was going back to tell Mary what she just learned and share with her through a testimony. I've said many times in the Bible study how powerful and how important as a Christian our testimony is. 
our testimony is, I just want to reiterate, reiterate again how important our witness is, our testimony is to our family, our life that we live, that we live the life that God wants us to live because that is our test, part of our testimony, but also sharing his word, sharing his love, sharing the miracles that he's done in our life. And every single one of us has a miracle in our life. I mentioned those in the past. It is a miracle that we are a Christian people. I believe that tonight. We should share that and share God's word. And listen what Martha did. Verse 28 tells us she pulled her sister quietly to decide to explain to her what Jesus had said to her. Now, I believe it's very reasonable. I believe it's, I, I, I just believe that Martha had a lot to say to Mary when she came back. She knew Mary was very distraught. She knew she was grieving. She was in pain. And she had already, uh, you know, Mary already knew that Jesus was on the way and didn't go. Now, all of a sudden, Mary wants to go. Why? I believe Martha said more than Jesus wants to talk to you. I believe what Martha said was a lot more, and I want to share that to you with you tonight. <clears throat> she relayed a message that, first of all, Jesus told me some things that I believe. She began to tell Mary what she had learned. Jesus holds the resurrection and the, and the resurrection of life in his hand. He controls life and death in his hand. He is the source of life, is what Mary's like. Yes, gives eternal life and, and to those that believe in him. And she, Martha confirmed and built Mary up, letting her know that Jesus was the Messiah. He is the Son of God because she believed. Martha explained that she had met Jesus and learned some exciting new things that was going to happen, that something wonderful was going to happen. And her sister began to come up out of her pain a little bit. Her pain lessened a little bit. And she told her sister that Jesus had specifically wanted to see her and asked for her. And I believe that Martha helped her sister understand what Jesus wanted to say to her. People, our witness, and folks, our testimony is so powerful. I believe Martha just had a lot to say, a lot to say. Her testimony and her witness about just meeting Jesus face-to-face and what Jesus said to her pulled Mary out of a deep grief, pulled her to a level that now I believe the next verse tells us that as soon as she heard, she rose quickly. How do I know this? Because the Bible tells me she rose quickly. To rise quickly means that some of that pain, some of that grief was now lessened. It was not as much there. She was, she was ready to go and see Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse, um, for the first time, hallelujah, I believe that she was starting to understand that who Jesus was and what he was really wanting to do. Hallelujah. She had a testimony, and she encouraged her sister. When you look at verse 30 and 31, Mary went to meet Jesus. This is another confirmation to me of what was all said to her. Hallelujah. The, her Jewish friends, for example all around her, sitting with her in her home. And Mary just jumps up and leaves. Don't say anything to them. Just gets up and leaves. And they look at each other, wonder what's going on. That, that is not like Mary. Mary was a very sweet, 
honorable, and a great hostess. There's no doubt in my mind. She got up and left because she wasn't distracted in any way. She had a new mission, a new excitement. She had a new goal to go meet Jesus. She knew that Jesus had something wonderful for her. And she knew that was the priority, number one, to go see Jesus. So she didn't let the things around her distract her from accepting Jesus and who he was. We do that. Today, people get distracted. We let things get in the way. We let the other people, we, got, we get to thinking about other people and we don't go accept Him as a Savior, accept Him sanctification as far as a separation and, uh, from sin and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. People, we got to get our minds off of everything else, not get distracted. Mary wasn't distracted by what was going on in her home. She got up and went to see Jesus. She didn't let it distract her. We don't need to, we do need to do the same thing. Our focus should be on Jesus. He wants to meet us spiritually. Jesus is waiting right now with open arms, loving us, desiring us to get on our knees and ask for forgiveness. And I believe the sinner's prayer is one of the most precious prayers in the world. Hallelujah, to ask forgiveness. It is the wonderful, most wonderful. It's a miracle, and I believe that God wants you. If you don't know Him tonight, God is waiting for you. Hallelujah, He's waiting with open arms. He wants you, He loves you, and He's there to bless you. When you get into verse 32 and 33, Mary did the right thing. She didn't worry about the surroundings. She went immediately and obeyed Jesus. Folks, we've got to obey Jesus. We've got to obey His Word, folks. We've got to seek His Word. There's a lot of things in here that will help and guide us and lead us down the right path, the correct path, the right path meaning the loving path that Jesus wants us to go through that will bless people that will touch this nation, that will heal this nation, that will bless and heal our families, our sick uh, people. It will bless. God's Word will do that. That's what He's wanting to do for us tonight, like He did Mary. Hallelujah. She did the right thing. She went quickly. She was not, you know, hesitant. I love that. We need to quit hesitating when the word hesitating came into my spirit and stuck with me many days as I studied this week. We should not hesitate with Jesus. Folks, don't hesitate. Don't let the devil try to tell you, no, go do this or go do that. Don't let the devil put that deceitfulness thought in your mind and in your spirit. Go do what Jesus wants you to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He knew Jesus was about to do something Wonderful. She went quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Jesus. Things, th this, this verse tells us that, uh, uh, that when you read, I think it's verses 32 and 33, that when she met Jesus, now let's talk about when she met Jesus. She fell, first of all, at her feet out of respect and honoring. So, so to me, what, what that planted in my heart already again was, you know, there's many ways to pray, and I'm not saying standing up and praying and sitting is praying. That's all one of Praying is wonderful. But I believe sometimes we have to get down at His feet. Hallelujah. We have to kneel down 
and get on our knees. And also, I know that as we get older, it's getting more difficult to get on our knees. But folks, we need to physically get on our knees and humble ourselves before Him. She fell at her feet. Now, what was inside Mary in this verse was still some pain, still some grief, and I believe it came out immediately without her thinking. And, and what she said, and she just blurted it out, was, Jesus, if, if you'd have been here, hallelujah, my brother would not have died. She's saying uh, what's on her heart at the time. She still believed it. She still trusts. And I believe that was a level of faith that she had in Jesus. But again, I believe at this point, she, she was, it was more like a greeting to him and letting him know that she knew Jesus could have done something. And I believe that that suffering that she went through, that what she went through, let her know that Jesus was about to do some, something. Many people think, you know, that God don't allow us to go through suffering. In fact, I mentioned this, and I think it was one of the suffering uh, uh, blessings is when we go through sufferings a, a few weeks ago. I believe that we go through sufferings and some of the grief and pain that we go through, I believe God allows in our hearts. And Bible tells us that so it can build our faith and our strength. And so we will get on our knees and pray. And, uh, you know, I, to, for people to say that God don't hurt nobody and allow this stuff. That's not accurate thinking. I believe that's, that's the thinking of this world because Isaiah tells us in 23, 9 and 11, it says it will. After the suffering of the soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. I believe God does allow, just like he did, he did Mary and Martha and at Lazarus, um, to go through some suffering. Hallelujah. You know, I, I think about suffering. I, another thing that came to my mind and in my spirit this week is we, uh, when we have a medical, a medical, physical condition and we're in a lot of pain, I remember having shoulder surgery and a lot of pain, you know, we are willing, very willing to say, okay, doctors, surgeons, uh, we'll let you cut us and we'll go through a lot of pain and suffering so we will be healed from what we're going through. Folks, it's the same thing. The only difference is God is the great physician. He is the great healer. He is God that's wanting to bless us. So if we allow someone else to, uh, to, uh, to give us the pain and suffering so that we may be healed, why not let God do the same? Yes, He does. And it's because He loves us and He wants us to be healed. I hope that made sense to you. Verse 33 and 34, Jesus was deeply moved. Hallelujah. Jesus was dip, deeply moved, John was telling us, by what he was seeing and because of the pain that they were going through. At this, at this point, when, uh, when uh, Mary says, where, uh, no, where, you know, uh, why, uh, I'm sorry. When Mary said, um, <laughs> when Mary said to him, if you'd have been healed here, he would have been here. Uh, Jesus immediately in his wisdom, I believe in the next couple verses, it tells us, you know, that he, in his wisdom, he didn't try to start explaining why he wasn't here. He, he knew that words and things would not uh, probably help her. He knew that his actions would speak louder than words. So his first comment was, 
Where have you laid him? Did you think about that when you read that this week? Where have you laid him? Jesus didn't try to in any way explain. I believe that Jesus in his wisdom knew that at this point what she needed was what he was about to do, action. And that's what sometimes when we get to a point, we need that. So instead of trying to explain to him or reason with Mary, he went and did what God had asked him to do. And it was clear that uh, in her sadness and in her situation that uh, Jesus' heart was stirred and Jesus was sad. And I believe also uh, Father God was, his Father God was sad. Our Father was sad. I believe that. I, the, the, the Bible was telling us that in his spirit he was saddened. You know, when I get to verse 35, um, he was sad about this situation. And I, 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 I thought about this a lot. I prayed about this a lot. And I'm going to share some things with you tonight that uh, just uh, about this verse, about Jesus wept. It, it, it touched my heart many ways, but in the shortest verse of the Bible, it is the most powerful verse to me and you from this standpoint. From this, and, and this is why I believe he wept. Hallelujah. He was letting us know. And I, I believe John wrote in there that Jesus wept for this reason also. That the grief that Jesus felt, the sadness that he felt, that hurt that his friends was going through was because of sin. Because of the penalty of sin that started way back with Adam and Eve. Sin had bruised and caused a lot of pain to his friends and all of their friends. And Jesus felt this. You know, sometimes we forget that when Jesus walked on this earth 32, 33 years, he was human. He was in a human body. And he felt the pain. He felt the hurt. He felt the same things we would feel as a human. But yet, as a spiritual Jesus Christ, he felt also what we were feeling. It was heartbreaking to him because of the sin that we had to go through. He was sad because of sin. He was deeply saddened because of sin. And I wanted to stress that point tonight because Jesus hates sin. It saddens Jesus when we sin. It makes Jesus sad when he looks at this world how much sin is in this world. And then when he looks at us, there are things in our life that is not according to his word. It saddens him. He, I believe he even weeps because he is so discouraged in, in a way uh, that we would have been humanized in a human sense, but not in a spiritual sense. He felt the pain for 32, 33 years, so he understands. He was saddened. He was saddened by what we were going through because of sin. He don't like sin. I would like to say a little bit more about verse 35 as I, as I close. He wept because he hates sin. And while he walked on this earth, Satan tried to do to Jesus the same thing that Satan every day tries to do to us. He tries to tear us down. He tries to distract us. 
He tries to deceive us. He tried to do Jesus the same way. Satan tried many times while Jesus walked on this earth. He tried many times to destroy him, to get him off track, to mislead him and do what his father, God, wanted him to do. But you know what? The devil even tried the emotional thing on him, tried to get him to emotionally break down and to make a snap judgment, to make a quick judgment, to blow up and do something on his own, do something crazy or stupid like sometimes we do, and then we lay regret. Jesus never did. Notice that Jesus went through the pain, but he didn't let that uh, Jesus well. He was feeling it for his brother and sister, loving them, but Jesus did not let it distract him what his father wanted him to do. He never did anything but exactly what his father wanted him to do. He kept doing the mighty, wonderful miracles in the work. He always kept his father's will. He is the great example for us. He is the great... We don't need to be putting our eyes on anybody here on this earth. We need to be putting our eyes on Jesus Christ. We should always look to God in everything we're doing and not let things distract us, depress us, take away our joy, take away our peace. We need to keep focus on Jesus Christ and not get distracted. How? How do we not get distracted? We always keep our focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. When Jesus walked up, we're about to start reading that. When Jesus walks up to that tomb, and he walked up to that tomb 2,000 years ago, there's no doubt in my mind that Jesus was somewhat excited. Hallelujah. I believe that he was motivated to do even more things for us because he was in his Father's will. He knew when he walked up to that tomb what he was about to do. And I think about he was on a mission for his Father. He was, on, he was doing something that his Father wanted to do that was great and miracle and that would change the world forever. And I think about us, me, and each one of us, how if we get focused on what our Father wants us to do, hallelujah, how much we can accomplish, how many miracles can we see, how many things can we see where uh, people are saved and touched and blessed and healed if we would do what? Get excited, hallelujah, about doing God's work and carrying out the mission that God wants us to do. I believe Jesus was excited because he knew he didn't get distracted. He was going to do. Even from the beginning, disciples didn't want him to go. Hallelujah. As people do to us, uh, often distract us. He didn't let that change what God had him for to do. It was God's mission, God's purpose for him not only to go, be, uh, go do the miracle with Lazarus. Hallelujah but it was to redeem mankind and set the example for you and I of what it takes to live for Jesus Christ, what it takes to live for our Father. And Jesus ends up becoming the resurrected King of kings, the Lord of lords, the giver of life, as we know. And the devil can't mess with him no more 
Hallelujah. Y'all know when we get to heaven, the devil can't touch us. Hallelujah. And if we pray down here and keep the umbrella of Jesus Christ's love around us, the devil can't touch us down here. We need his power. We need his love in our life. Jesus was and is the great I am, the great Savior of this world. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. Thank you for touching someone this week, calling someone this week, blessing someone. Pray for me. Pray for this church and pray for all the things that's going on around us. We need to unite in prayer every day, every day. Hallelujah. Find time to pray and read God's Word. Read God's Word. It will inspire you. It will love you. It will embrace you, and it will guide you through the light of this dark, dark world that we're in. Hallelujah. And pray that God takes over what is needed to stop killing babies. Hallelujah. We need to pray about that, folks. 2,000 a day. Hallelujah. That's a terrible sin that this country has allowed. Hallelujah. Have a great night. A great week in Jesus Christ. I love you. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going going on here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel, and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.